Hi, guys, and welcome back to Midday Match with Livy. Clearly, I am fucking Livy. <laughs> I have a special guest with me today, Timothy John Patrick, a.k.a. Tim, a.k.a. my best friend. A.k.a. boyfriend. A.k.a. all the above. I'm back, bitches. Are you nervous? A little. It's you, a little intimidating. We are in studio for the audio listeners. I know. I brought Livia on this, and she was like, what the absolute fuck was that? Because I, for me, I'm just like, whatever. Well, the last time you brought me on here, we were in your kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I was a little bit different. Change. No, I get that 100%. That's like Livia came on here and was like, what the absolute fuck? Do you know who the yeah. person that killed it the most? Sissy. Like she was wow. like, this is bread and butter. But Mom, she had been sissy, coming to, right. She'd been coming in the studio with me for a minute. But you guys, I brought Tim on today to talk all things, just about like literally everything. I kind of just want to have like a best friends chat and just like catch up so you guys can just be like in on that. We had a week, to we say the least. Week. We'll do a little week intro. My week has been nonstop since Sunday night. I saw Drake. Champagne poppy. Champagne poppy. <laughs> I saw Drake. SeatGeek sent me to see Drake. I actually keep shouting them out, and it's not whatever. But I saw Drake, and he was life-changing. Question for you. Yes, ma'am. You saw the videos I posted. Uh-huh. Do you think he's in love with me? I do. And you know that I said that. <laughs> I said to I'm you, I said in the pictures that you posted, you can see right the at me. and you can see the love for you in his eyes. No, 100%. I'm literally not kidding. Yeah, and I've been saying that. And I've always said that. Mind okay. you, Sissy and I went to the concert. I think every bitch does this. We went to the concert like, he's going to fall in love with us. And like, mind you, I was like texting Nicole beforehand, like, he's going to fall in love with me. Right, but, like, but nobody was where you were. Yeah, that yeah. is a good point. That is a good <laughs> point. With like me and like the 19, like the literal 19 year olds, they were like so young because mommy and daddy's money, they're in the pit. Like, right. Yeah, it was a really unique experience. Right. Um, that's how we started the week, you guys. Drake, which was absolutely incredible. He, uh, him live is like the best thing I've ever seen in my entire life, and he's just like so gorgeous. And we did fall in love a little bit. <laughs> we like remember those times. <laughs> but mind you, I texted Nicole beforehand, and she was like, "I was like, I'm not fucking him. Like, I'm not fucking." And she's like, "Yeah, he has to respect that boundary." Period. Exactly. And Sissy was like, "And that's your right as a woman." Thank you. And Sissy was like, you're delusional. Like, you're delusional. And I was like... Okay, she can say that if she wants. <laughs> like, you're being disrespectful. She's pushing off any sort of manifestations that she's trying to manifest. And that's what I hate about her. Honestly, can we talk about that? No, I'm actually not kidding. I was thinking about Hi, that. Sissy. Hi, Sissy. Hi, <laughs> Sissy. That's what I hate about her. I feel like she can just get a little negative sometimes. Yeah. I think it's because, That's like, why you guys are a good balance. I know, but, like, I kind of hate that because she's bringing down my vibe. Yeah. Because I'm so delusional and I'm so like, oh, my God, like, why right. would I not? Like, why would we not fall in love? You right. know, and she's just more like living. That's not going to happen. And like that pisses me off. Yeah. Value. Valid. Yeah. You're going to be my therapist today. Okay. Guys, I did ghost a man. Do you remember me telling you this at the standard, by the way? We'll no. get into our little influencer event we did. You were drunk at this point, but I wasn't that drunk. I wasn't no, it wasn't like you were like you were drunk. We, I was drunk. There was just nonstop know, alcohol. Like, it's but, not like I don't remember a thing. Okay, that, do man. you remember when I asked the guy? I was like, "Tell me your like deepest darkest secret." I've been texting this man that I ghosted because he pissed me off when I like yes. whatever. And he, what did he say? His deepest darkest secret. I know, something fucking weird. Yes, exactly. And He's, then you were like, bye-bye. <laughs> and now you're talking to him. He again. said, he literally <laughs> said to me, my deepest darkest secret is to be deep inside of you. Oh, yes. I am so triggered. So bizarre. No, I am literally so triggered by that. And that's like, what I want to talk about is the fact that like, dating is just horrible. Like, who the fuck says that to somebody? Like, actually, who says that to somebody? Also- A man. 
Yeah, no, literally a man. But I was telling Libby and Brooke last night, I was like at dinner, um, I was like, I'm booked until August 7th. And I told that man that. And I said, maybe I can fit in like a park session. <laughs> Do you know how fucking disrespectful that is? <laughs> no, but like he said that to, he disres disrespected you first. So you well, can no, disrespect I him right Well, no, I said back. that in the way beginning. I was like, I'm literally booked until August 7th. And he said he wants to be deep inside of you after that? Yeah. Oh. Well. I know. I just, I don't know. I just... <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, what would you do if you got a text like that? Um, it kind of depends who it's from. If it's a man, like, how long have you been talking to him at that point? Okay, like, we would text every single day for, like, a month. But we're, nothing was sexual. We haven't even met. Like, we have Yeah, if it wasn't sexual ever, then that's weird. No, I, like, literally wanted to know his deepest, darkest like, secret. I, some of the messages you, you've sent in the past, like... Though, that is would... one man, and that is my hoe. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> he gets... He does get, like, the most unspeakable messages. Mind you, I texted him the other day. I think actually yesterday. And I said... I have a proposition for you. Oh, dear God. I said, you come and fuck me, right? <laughs> we'll do unspeakable things, but but you're never talking to me again. And you're entire, don't ever talk to me again. You're insane. No, I know. He goes, that is so crazy. And I said, I don't know. Take it or leave it. What, what would possess you to just text somebody that out of the blue? I don't know. I just love him. No, I don't love him, first of all. But he's just, I, he's been in my life since 2020. And that's before like everything started getting like going crazy and stuff. So it's like. I feel like now I have just issues dating. Like, I feel like I just have trust issues in that sense. Right, green flag. Green flag. No, green flag literally caused all my trust issues because I was telling Nicole, like, he said he didn't have a TikTok. Guys, the most recent guy I was talking to, the fucking weirdo, he was like, I don't have a TikTok, right? Right. Two days later, he's quoting the TikTok I did with my mom. The one that we all did together. That's like, you're mad because you're a stripper. got didn't got white oh, yeah, that yeah. one. That's a weird one to quote. But, right. No, right. Okay. That's a weird one. And then he was like, I he saw- in love with Dina? Probably. But who isn't in yeah, love with my isn't? mother? No, literally. But ever since then, like, I'll text my one hoe those things. Because, like, I can't text just every other man that. Like, any man I meet, I can't say those things. But, like, right. my hoe I've known since 2020. He's known me since, like, before it all. You know yeah, what I mean? The crazy days. The crazy days. And then you're still crazy, but the crazier days. He's seen me through like 17 different hairstyles. Right. Like completely. He saw different. you as a brunette. That's when you fucking know. That's when he slid in my DMs as I was brunette. That's how you know. Red it's, flag. That's <laughs> Red <laughs> fucking flag. No. I was the one person who said, Livy, it's not for you. You guys. Yeah. No, Tim, I dyed my hair brown. This was what? Like when we were 19? No, not that young. No. Probably yeah. Like, we were 19. I was blonde. Yeah. So like 20 or 21, I was. Okay, 20. Then we were 20. And Tim literally, I will never forget this. I went to his work to visit him and he comes up and I just had dyed my hair brown and he goes, I don't like it. If there's one thing about me, I'm going to be honest. You like, are. what? That's what I'm here for. You no, know, wait, it was a little bit. Brutal. And I was right because you look back on it. You look back on it and you regret it. No, I do regret it. I don't, I didn't love being brunette, but yeah. We literally so sidetracked. Let's get back to the, oh, yeah, yeah. Deep into, I, I ghosted him again. Because he was like, I want to be deep inside of you. And I was like, do I just come across, be so honest. If you're so honest, do I just come across as this like massive whore? <laughs> no, like, do I? Because like, I think that's the vibe I'm giving these men. Um, like this just ginormous whore. Maybe, maybe it's not you. Maybe it's the men that you're talking to. Okay. But like, he kept saying that he was scared of me because of my TikToks, which I love. Well, he should be. Yeah, I love. Yeah, he should be. But do I just come online? Like I'm just, because like, I really am not. Well, you do talk about like sucking dick and balls on your TikTok. So like. Yeah, but like. That could have been years ago. No one needs to know. Or it could have been yesterday. No one needs to know. Sure. But 
you have to deal with the repercussions of talking about sucking dick and balls on your TikTok. Yeah. You know, people are going to like sensitive people, people who are narcs, people who like probably don't get any are probably like, oh, my God, she's talking about sucking dick and balls. She's probably a fucking whore. She's probably sucking dick and balls every night. Right. And I'm really not. And it pisses me off. When right. It's like all that. for the gag. Yeah, mostly. it's all for the. Well, <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally. <didn't>. Literally. For <laughs> the gag. That was unplanned. No, that was. um No, but that's I hit me the other day and I was like, I wanted to text my therapist this. Like, do, am I just the biggest whore because the way that like for a man to say that to someone he has to think that you're just down to like fuck i think he really thought he was doing something there you know like i think he was just like oh this this i'm gonna text her this and that's gonna make her pussy wet and like that's it gonna be that made my pussy dry 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 as the sahara dry yeah i wanted nothing to do with him after right. that why the fuck would i ever right so yeah okay let's get into our week okay if you follow us on Instagram and TikTok, you've seen that we had one of the most gorgeous brand events Gorgiana. ever. Gorgiana Grande. Loved it. So we went to, it was the Standard Time Sniff. Like Sniff and the Standard. Sniff is a, an amazing candle brand. And they did a collection with the Standard Hotel. So I was invited. Thank you guys. And, <laughs> and mind you, okay, wait, there's like so much I want to talk about this. But they were like, we're gifting you like a hotel room for a night kind of thing. So it's like giving Slay. brand trip, right? Like yeah. Tarte could never. Tarte could never. Tarte could never. <laughs> Anyways, no, I live, this is like clipped when I'm on like a brand trip with Tarte. And they're like, Livy, remember this? No. Um, but We love you, Tarte. We love you too much. Not that much. I really don't give a fuck. Anyways, but... So we stayed in this amazing, gorgeous hotel. I walk in. Tim's two hours late. Don't forget that. Okay, she is so dramatic because dramatic. she told me to meet her at her house at three thirty so we could take an Uber there together. Yeah, I was not. I did not plan well. Okay, I f didn't bring all of my bags to get my nails done, which I should have done. I just was like flustered and I was being stupid. So then I had to go back home, which was just a whole thing. Anyways, I got to the hotel at like four forty. So four forty-five. Okay. Mind you, I was. So like, you got there at what? Three forty-five, four. I got there at three thirty-ish. No, you left at three thirty. No, I got there at like three forty, whatever. But the thing is, we said we were going to work out before, and then yeah, well, neither of no, us worked mind out. Mind you, I said we were going to work out before. We did not work out. Neither of us. And then out. I said we're also going to um, we be ready by a certain time because we have to take photos because that's the big thing. Like it's a huge event. I want to take photos. I want to take my Insta photos. I want to get them out of the way. Mm -hmm. We were like, what, 45 minutes late to the cocktail hour because we were taking photos of ourselves? Right, but we were still one of the earliest people there. That is a good point. That is a good point. Imagine if we got ready that early, took pictures, and were there at 7. No, it would have been awkward as fuck. Like, it would have been us and like one other person. I was always going to show up at like 45 minutes late, but the thing is, is like I wanted 45 minutes late worth of content. Like I wanted that. On top of the hour? <laughs> no, I You need an hour and 45 <laughs> minutes of content? Babe, I needed a good Insta pic. And we got it. And we got it. So what's the problem? But I don't know. It's just like, I am such drama. a psychopath about time. No, I'm like psychotic about time. I'm like, even today I was like stalking you, like on Find My Friends. Like, where yeah. the fuck is Tim? Where the fuck is Tim? I knew you were. Yeah. And I was. And I'm I'm not shy to admit. I'm just crazy about time. Like, I yeah, just I know you are. You don't have to tell me that. And you just are opposite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Glad well, we had this chat. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, the dinner was absolutely gorgeous. Amazing. Everyone, gorgeous. It was a very small, intimate dinner. I loved that. Right. And that wasn't what I was expecting. No. Not that I really would have had any idea what I was expecting. Right. I but... had like, no idea what I was expecting either. But the thing is, it was like, I also there was no dress code either. And I was like, Scary. we were racking our brains all week. Like, Scary. what do we wear? What do we right. wear? I was well, because like, she invited me like five days before the event. Well, I found out about the event five no, days No, I'm not just saying. Like, yeah. it was a very short notice yeah. i was like wow it's giving time crunch i have to 
get myself fucking snatched in five days, find something to wear. Do you know what I noticed about you? What? Not only did you get a beautiful top, but you're somehow working with that brand now. <laughs> what you guys find you like Tim tells okay me call me everything. out call no. me out Tim tells me everything and he was like oh I went shopping at this place no free cloud on this podcast um and he was like I got this top it's absolutely gorgeous I'm like perfect and he posed a selfie on it right I wake up the next morning and I see on Tim's story use code Timothy John for 15% off I said when did we start working with the brand the thing is maybe I shouldn't say this but but the thing is, is I forgot. I I'm an ambassador for that company, that brand. Oh. And I forgot. What do you mean? I don't. I forgot. Like I don't remember how I became one, but I remember like probably a few months back. I don't know, maybe the beginning of this year. I remember I somehow became an ambassador for this brand, and I forgot. Oh, so you like never posted for them? And what does an ambassador mean? Do they send you free shit or what? Um, I just get like, I don't really know. see. That's the thing. So I don't it's really just know. like the thing was was that when I. When I posted that picture in my little fit, you know, yeah. whatever, I tagged the brand just because like, you know, whatever. Right. Not even being like, oh my God, I work for this brand, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I tagged them. Well, you ghost tagged. It wasn't even like a tag. Right, exactly. Right, exactly. I ghost tagged. Mm-hmm. And then they reposted me. And then I got a message. I got a message from them being like, thank you so much for tagging us. Like, here's your discount for your next purchase, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, fuck. I forgot that I literally am an ambassador for this brand. You have and to- I could have gotten that. Sh- I could have gotten that shirt. It was expensive. I could have gotten that shirt for cheaper than I did. Yeah. I didn't tell them that I was an ambassador for the brand when I went in to buy it because I didn't remember. Tim, yeah, I don't know. Not, not my smartest move. You got to get It was on expensive, that. but it was worth it. No, it was gorgeous. My dress was also very expensive, but. Yeah. Let's not talk about the shoes. I loved the shoes. No, obviously we love the shoes, but those were even more expensive. Yeah. (laughs) No, I dropped a bit. Mind you, the thing is, though, I was like, I am done spending money on clothes, right? I've spent so much money on clothes. I have been buying so much stuff. And I honestly love it, though. I'm in, like, my outfit era. Like, I really do love that. Yeah, fashion era. So we had an amazing event. Loved that. But mind you, Tim kept me up until 530 in the fucking morning. Don't blame it on me. No, Tim, you literally were getting up and getting water. Because I didn't, I forgot my water bottle and Livy wouldn't let me fucking drink her (laughs) water bottle. So I had this tiny little cup of water that I would fill up and then I would take one sip and it would be gone. Wait, mind you, I did see you, like, try and walk towards my side in the middle of the night and, like, get when you got up to get the water i saw you linger over and i moved and you walked the other way so i know you're trying to come get my water yeah obviously yeah you're not slick okay i wasn't trying to be slick clearly <laughs> oh one of the most full circle moments about the event though was a year ago tim and i went to the standards restaurant for oyster national oyster day because we are those girls like right. we have to so it was like insane it's like, our church oyster see, happy hour no, is literally our is our church like that's yeah. where we pray gianna. that's what we do pray to gianna pray to gianna but a full year. Like a year ago, if I would have told you we were going to be staying at the Standard, the exact place that we were eating. Weird. For a brand event, a private brand event. Weird. Isn't it? No, there is like better words than weird. Yeah, but. It's just insane. It's crazy. It's like a full circle moment. And it's really sweet. I loved that. And it yeah. was a great event. Love them. They were amazing. Full circle as fuck. Yeah, that yeah. was a gorgeous night. Everybody gorgeous. asks me. I'm so good at transitions. Everyone asks me how I met you. Like how we met. Good at transitions. That was a rough one. No, but I was okay. kidding. I was kidding. That was oh, horrible. <laughs> Anyways, do you have like your story in your head of when you met me? Because I have one of you. I don't know if I remember the exact moment that I met you, but I remember like the earlier times of us like first hanging out. I for remember the first being, and I know I'd met you before. But this. how are. <laughs> no, and you're going to be. I'm just going to say, how are we going to have this conversation without like. <laughs> I know, I know <sighs> you're going to be mortified by what I say. Is no. That- 
No, no, it wasn't that. We were in a basement mm -hmm. in high school. Right. And you were a little wild, and that's when I first <laughs> met you. Yeah. Not really. I knew you before and then, but that's right. like when we hung out and we mm -hmm. were like friends. But then we got weirdly close during college. Right. We went to high school together. I don't think we've mentioned that yet. Yeah, we went to high school together. But we weren't friends. If anything, Tim until... was so rude in high school. That's not true. We didn't talk in high school. You just seemed mean. I probably How was. How was I? I don't fucking know. In the loony bin. <laughs> <laughs> no, true. I was in the psych ward. Um... Yeah. Yeah, that's when I remember meeting you, but we got close in college because, and I don't remember why. Yeah, weird. Like, we went to the same high school, weren't really friends. No, not at all. We were like friends of friends. Friends of friends, senior year. Yeah. Pretty much. Maybe junior year. Junior year, too. Because yeah. that's when Sissy stole my champagne, was junior yeah. year. Sissy's of high school. Oh, no, that was college. I keep thinking. Yeah, no, but junior year, because I remember I was dating my ex boyfriend, the loser, at that time during that party. <gasps> oh, do you know what I remember? I remember. Do you know what I remember? I remember going to your apartment. In your mother's apartment. Yeah, the condo. The condo. After prom, after our post-prom, and I was taking, somebody was taking body shots off of me. Wait. In your apartment. You were there that night? Yes, I was there. That was the night that, you know, yeah. was with me. Yeah. And we were so drunk. It was the night before graduation. Yeah. I never I was there. you being there. You guys were taking body shots off of me. Tim, the way that I didn't even know you were there, it was vodka. No, maybe it, it was. was so much. I Who was knows? so fucked up at like I. But was why the so, fuck were we doing body shots? That's not even something that I do ever. Also, we were doing just drinking. Like we were chugging the vodka. Three people, two, three, one other person other than us in your mother's condo. Just oh wait, I forgot nowhere. about that. Yeah, like everyone somehow came out of nowhere. It was like the craziest thing ever. Yeah. But why did? But yeah, we, that's one of my earliest memories with you. Yeah, and I was so hungover, Tim, like on graduation day in that hot ass fucking gym. Anyways, oh nasty. We got super close in college because you went to Miami. He was Alex Earl before Alex Earl was Alex Earl, and the gay Alex Earl. You were the gay Alex Earl in Miami, <laughs> and you just—I don't even. Oh, I know exactly why we got close. We had a very similar hobby. Oh. Dating yep. old men for money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, dating, that's a stretch. Let's not say dating. Okay, we weren't dating. We were sugar babies. Ew, this is like so... No, but the thing is, it was so long ago and it was like... for Okay, this is my POV of it. Why I became a sugar baby. You're done. Like, I was working so much in high school. My parents had lost all their money, da-da-da. I was with my mom by herself kind of thing. You get to college and you realize you have no fucking money. Absolutely right. none. Yeah. And I'm in the city of Chicago. You're in Miami. Mm -hmm. You know what it's full of. Rich, Rich men. Exactly. Rich men who will pay a pretty penny to get a pretty boy or girl across the table from them. And that's it. And that's it. So don't. Don't put. I never fucked. I never sucked. I never, never did fucked. Anything. Never sucked. Never did anything. I would do these lunches, and I would make two hundred dollars a lunch, mind you. And honestly, I don't know why they wanted to talk to me because it would be like these big shot lawyers, and I would just go to lunch, mind you. I'm just like I'm nineteen year old me. Like I'm not even <laughs> crazy, right? I'm insane, and they're talking to me about like laws and shit, and like what's happening in the like laws. news. Right, literally like, laws and things. And I'm just saying they're like, actually, that's probably exactly why they wanted to talk to me. Because I was like, okay, cool. That's like amazing. You do know that lawyers, I mean, never mind. What? Lawyers what? No, Lawyers I'm, don't make laws. No, they talk oh, about them, though. I'm so they talk sorry. About, as the plan's going to say something to you. No, but the lawyers talk about the law. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, they're doing the same fucking thing. Sure. Anyways, what is your most memorable experience as a sugar baby? Okay. A retired sugar baby. I, uh, there was this older man who I... Was my sugar? I 
I wouldn't say he was my sugar daddy because it was a very short-lived he thing. You? He paid me. Yeah, that's a sugar daddy. But Mine it was a very short-lived thing. Same. Um, this man would take me to very nice dinner, very mm-hmm. expensive dinner, and would pay me $500 just to go to dinner with him. Would not lay a hand, would not let him lay a hand on me. I would not touch him. Sit across the table from him, would take me to dinner. We would talk about whoever the fuck knows, and right, then we would the leave, and thing. he would hand me $500 cash. Yeah. Cash, no tax, baby. No taxes. Like, I was living my best life. No, I fully agree with that. And I feel like I took it so much for granted at the time. Right, like I wish I had one now. Um, I'm fine. Yeah, you're fine. I'm good. But I get why you would want one now. And yeah, I feel like New York is fucking expensive. It is expensive. To more so than there. Miami. No, yeah. Oh, yeah, a lot more expensive yeah. than Miami. Um, it's exhausting. It is exhausting. And it would just be nice to have one. But the thing is, the main thing, I first of all, everyone be safe. We're just talking about our experiences. I'm not. Yeah. I mean, be safe. Like, don't be dumb. But also be a little dumb. Yeah. You know, that's what growing up is for. It's a lot of growth. Like my sugar baby days gave me so much growth in ways that I didn't even know I needed. Yeah. And like, we didn't end up getting like, actually, I don't. I don't think you did, but I didn't get end up getting like assaulted or anything by a sugar. No, not by daddy. my sugar daddy. Yeah, no. no, not by my sugar daddy. <laughs> Different men. Different men. <laughs> but not that's the sugar a, that's daddy. a topic for another day. I will say, and this is not true with all sugar daddies, because I know people who have had negative experiences. But the thing is, um, they were. I think it was because they were shy and they probably felt like losers for paying someone to get dinner with them. But they never tried to pull anything on me. Ever. No, never. And they just honestly were a good fucking time. One time, I will say the closest. This was like probably my third dinner with this man and the last, I think, because I feel like, well, I'll get there. But so this man, he took me to a nice dinner or whatever. He paid me $500. And then he was like, do you want to go see Madonna's house? And I was like, (laughs) Madonna's house? Obviously, little like. 18 year old gay me is like fuck yeah I want to see Madonna's house are you kidding you knew how to bait you so well girl yeah he baited me and I took it yeah. and I don't regret it but yeah he was literally staying in Madonna's old house it wasn't her current house at the time but like Madonna had just lived there and I don't I think it was like his friend's house that he was staying in yeah I don't really fucking remember but he was like do you want to go see Madonna's house I was like yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah so he took me to this house that he was staying at and it was absolutely fucking bonkers, like just insane. Mm-hmm. Um, this huge mansion with like Art Deco, like crazy well, I mean, outlandish decorations. Old house, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was fucking nuts. So did anything bad happen? You made it sound like something bad was gonna. Happen. No, but like he did at. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, there's something you're missing in this part of the fucking story. So what Sorry, is it? Coughing into this microphone. Um, at one point, he took me into the the bedroom like the main bedroom yeah just because he was giving me a tour of the whole house it okay. wasn't like it wasn't that like we're fucking but as soon as we walked in there the vibe like definitely got really fucking weird <laughs> what way and because i remember you know those you know how in like rich people's houses they have <clears throat> those curtains that like go up and down by like a remote yeah yeah, yeah. so in this room he had these curtains okay and he wanted to show me the curtains and so he like started pressing, pressing it, it and they started going down Okay. And I was like, I just like, I don't know. Oh. I was probably just like having a little bit of a panty, but like I see these like curtains going down and I'm just immediately starting to like get more panicky as soon as they, as like, as they continue to go down. Well, Cause yeah, I'm like, is, is he going to try and pull something once these curtains go down? No, literally. <laughs> but yeah, I was fine. Yeah, okay. So he didn't pull anything. No, he didn't pull anything. But I think that's cause I was like, Oh, I think I have to go. Yeah. Madonna's is great. I gotta go. Yeah. No. Give her a kiss for me. 
tell Madonna I said hi. Tell her right. I said thank you. Thank you so much. I'll see you later, mama. I'll see you. Bye, bye. <laughs> um, my, the weirdest experience that I ever had was like actually my first time on the date with a sugar daddy date. And it was just like, he kept trying to read my palms, told me I had three major heartbreaks in this lifetime. I can see you looking at yourself in the thing. Anyways. No, sorry. And, it's looking gorgeous. And then he did like um, kiss me and I wanted to die. <gasps> it was really ugly. I know. And I wanted to die. And that's just my truth. I did want to die. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, guys, it's like for, okay, what made you retire the sugar baby? I think that sugar daddy just like either stopped talking to me or I stopped talking to him. Yeah. Um, I don't really know. Mine was definitely my ex. My ex was like, there's no chance I'm letting you see. But then I'm like, fuck you. Cause I still had to pay for everything in the relationship anyways. Like right. that's the thing is but that's it's like, your fault for pretending a broke man. No. And that is my fault for doing that. And I've learned my lesson. <laughs> not once, not twice, maybe three times at this right. point. Quite a few. It. I'm over that saying that's like, mom, I am a rich man. Like, no, I am a rich man. But at the same time, like can right. I date a rich one too. Like at this right. time it's exhausting. I don't right. like, cause like the brokies are like, ugh. ugh. Cause it's not like, Oh my God. Like it's exhausting because like you're broke. It's exhausting because of like the energy that they give off yes you know what i mean like it like they're like if they're broke and they're a man they they you can feel it in their energy you could feel it in their aura because they're so insecure about being a broke man yeah that they can't like spoil their girl or spoil their boy or spoil their person whatever blah 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 but it's like being broke, it's, you know, like, whatever. We all right. have been there. All, I'm there. No, <laughs> I'm broke. Tim gets it. No, I was literally broke a year ago to right. this day. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, whatever. But if a nasty-ass, like, horrible man is broke, you just know that he's so insecure about it and he's just going to project Projects. in the worst fucking way. No, that way. was my first And that's why of- I love, like... Being broke is like whatever. It's cute when one of the girls are broke, you know. I wouldn't. Yeah, it is. It's so cute. Like yeah, no, like it's a cute like, little. Like there's, uh, we all make different incomes, a hundred percent. Like in our right. group, so it's like I'm never gonna be like, oh, he's broke, you know. Right, or but like, as soon as, as soon as a toxic ass man is like, oh, blah 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 blah, mm-hmm. bur- like that's not cute. No, you know. And the, th- the thing is, what you mean by the energy, I feel like it's just that they're more needy and they're very much codependent, and it's like they're like, oh, I really. But they project. The thing is, like, yeah, I need a haircut, but I can't. Um, afford it so then you're like well fuck i'll venmo oh oh that's how that works <laughs> oh sorry we're on two different, different levels things. no i was fully financially su- like supporting both of my exes for 100 percent. one lived with me when i was 17 years old no it's embarrassing that's extremely that's embarrassing. actually insane. mind you i was 17 years old i wasn't making the fucking money like right. i wasn't whatever so i Mother. feel like no yeah i was a sugar mama for like men that were older than me that's embarrassing that's embarrassing no them. and you have to learn your lesson the hard way in that sense like and i definitely did your financial status your the amount of money in your bank account does not decide your value or your worth no not at all but, and the thing is i actually don't believe that all men are horrible no i don't either no i the guy that i'm kind of like i <laughs> knew we would talk about it tim has a boo thing i don't have a boo thing tim has a boo yeah. thing the guy that i'm kind of like crushing on right now um, like this is the first time that I've never, every guy, long story short, every guy that I've ever had a f- feelings for, which is not a lot. Like I don't no, catch you feelings don't, easily. Does not catch feelings I do not catch feelings. It. I've only had feelings oh, for, a, <laughs> I've only had feelings for a few men in the past and all of them were filthy rich, but in like such a toxic way. And they were just awful, awful, nasty people. Yeah. And this guy that I'm like now is not rich, but. I feel like a weird thing with him that like it's just like it just feels different than every other guy that I've ever liked which again isn't a lot so I don't really have much to compare it to but I don't know like 
when you don't, the thing was, is these men, these boys, let's call them what they the are. Boys. They're boys. These boys that I liked in the past didn't, they weren't rich themselves. They came from their daddy's that money. Is you know what I mean? Different. Which that is, is just different. like, ugh. Yeah. Because if you're a rich man and you built yourself from the ground up and you made all that money yourself, that's fucking hot and sexy to me. Me. Pull down my pants. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> if you like come from daddy's money and you just and have known nothing but wealth the, yeah. your entire life, no. there's a very good chance that you're like going to treat people like shit. You're you know one I mean? going to treat people like shit too. You don't understand what work ethic really is. Or what the, how the world, real world, or, yeah. real world works. 100%. Um, but yeah, so this guy that I like, I'm crushing on now, he's like not rich, but I don't know. I, he just like, it feels very different from the past because he feels like he's like very in tune with his emotions genuine. and he's genuine and he's like emotionally smart. Yeah. For the most part. Which uh, is rare to find. Right. Right. But it's still in the early stages. Like we haven't even gone on a date yet. So No, but it's still they're like lovers. It's like whatever. Um, I hear about him all the time. But in the sense that, I don't know, I feel like your type was always very like financially well men. Right. And so to date someone who's not and like be interested in someone who's not that unpacks like a different layer. Right. And honestly, like this is going to sound kind of weird, but like you can tell that from the last time that I had feelings for a boy it was like I don't know two three years ago probably now is it who I'm thinking of yeah okay um I uh, am a completely different person from that uh, time yeah, of I my life that. like I have completely like transformed from the inside because I mean that was that happened during the pandemic was the last time I had feelings for somebody oh my so god. like you know guess, everybody changed yeah. during the pandemic oh my god yeah but going through a heartbreak and losing that person during a pandemic you know, that does a lot to you. Right. But I have just like, I feel like I've grown a lot into myself since that time. And I haven't had feelings for somebody since then. It's mm -hmm. been years. And so now I'm kind of like a little bit creeped out that I have feelings for somebody again. But Why I can tell. Why do you feel like you're creeped out? It's just my trauma speaking. No, I my feel that. But out. like what specifically is like speaking to you? I just like... I just have horrible trauma with men, boys, in the past because you're speaking to the fucking priest of it all. Right? No, that. I'm not saying but that. I'm like what specific? Because I, I feel like when I like men, and it's like little things are coming up. So what's coming up? Um, because my thing in the past is like every guy that I've ever liked, all few of them, I was the one who was like head over heels in love, would yeah. bend over backwards to kiss the ground that they walk on and their grandmother's right. ground that she walks on as right. well. Um, yeah, do whatever, putting all this effort 180% into somebody and getting like 30 in return. Right. That was, that's always been my MO. That's why I have a lot of trauma with men. 100%. I think that's so valid. Yeah. Like I like will go to the ends of the earth for the person that I love. I love. Yeah. And I, I have always done that. And that's not a bad thing, no. but I've gotten hurt horribly from that. Mm -hmm. And now I can feel myself with this person that I am crushing on now. If I ever find myself being like, oh, like, he's not like, I, I don't know if he likes me. Uh, like, am I good enough for him? Like, is this element about me? Is this going to turn him off? Blah, 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 blah. Like, I take a step back and I'm like, if... I'm proud of myself because I can remove myself from the anxiety being like, yeah. oh my God, is, does he like me? Am I good enough? Whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, if he, 
if this one little detail about me that he just found out is a deal breaker for him, then so be it. So that's be it. like that's I don't know. For me, it was all like all, and for I can't even speak right now. It was end all be all. That's the phrase right. I was looking for because I was like, if he doesn't like me, it's the end of the world. Blah, no, blah, I, oh blah, my blah. god, I think we've all like been there. all the end of the world. And like I'm just kind of proud of myself now because I can like be like, you know what? Whatever's gonna happen. Or whatever's meant to happen is going to happen. If this yep. man likes me, it's going to work out. If mm-hmm. it's if he doesn't like me and we're not meant to be, it's not going to be meant to be. I think that's such an important thing that you can realize that because I, I was talking with Liv about this the other day where it's like I don't I don't want someone that I can't be a hundred percent myself around. Like right. I want someone that like I can be just myself and they're like okay mm-hmm. you know like it is what it is. That's why right. we talked about my hoe earlier in the episode. Like that's someone where it's like beyond just being my hoe like I can be 100% myself around you and like Mm -hmm. that's what I value because I feel like I can't always be 100% myself around a lot of these men and like we all know the last situation where I was like very I was like 95% myself he was about to get the 100 and he was like bitch you're mentally ill I gotta go right and I wasn't right and I wasn't even that mentally ill so I get what you mean by the trauma of that right but if you had gone through that a year ago before the previous break or two breakups, I guess, before that. You're gonna have to shout a name. <laughs> the out bad there. one. Frenchie. Frenchie. Yeah. Um, I feel like if that happened before him, yeah. you would have stayed with him. Stayed with Frenchie? No, stayed with Oh Green Flag. Green Flag. Yeah. So if this had happened before Frenchie, I would have yeah. stayed with Green Flag. Well, he did not want me. So there was nowhere for me to stay. Right. But Frenchie cheated on you and you still tried. I loved them. Okay. And the thing is, it's like, no, I loved that man at that moment. And that thing is, it's like, it took me walking away from Frenchie for like the growth and all those. Right. That's my point is that like, you can look back, like the way that you deal dealt with green flag ending Mm -hmm. things, you got over it so quickly. You know what I I mean? And that's just, I'm just kind of relating it back to what I was talking about with myself is like, I'm comparing I'm comparing the guy that I like now compared to the last time I had feelings a few years ago. And I'm in such a different place because I'm like, I can remove myself from it and like not put my all into everything and be like, oh my God, if he doesn't like me, if he says something that makes me think that he doesn't like me back, I'm going to fucking die. I'm going to end it. You know what I I mean? Like, Like, just like, oh my God, if he doesn't like that, if he doesn't like this, that's why, um, no, I do keep talking about my one hoe, which is really random because I don't like him like that. And if anything, I think we're building. And I actually told him I was like, he didn't like this. But I was like, I'm never going to fuck you because of the simple fact that like I value our friendship right now too much. And the person you are right now, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Like that's not someone I'm going to give my energy to right. or anything like that, whatever. So I think it's really important to start friendships with people beforehand. And what you're doing currently, you're starting a friendship with this. We're talking about taking it slow. Yeah. Because like I've jumped into things like Green Flag and I jumped in and we call him Green Flag, but he's really a red fucking flag and he's <laughs> weird as shit, yeah. to be honest. Like he's not a Green Flag whatsoever. But we jumped into things and it was like what week two I'm getting flowers all these insane yeah, things and it's like the bombing. love bombing is insane where it's like I almost value 20 times more taking it slow and it took me it's like that's the one thing I you know where everyone has lessons they need to learn mm-hmm. in dating mine is 100% on how not to get love bombed right a thousand percent yeah. and maybe I should be nicer to the ones that aren't love bombing me mm-hmm. and like give those ones a chance or whatever right but yeah, I, taking your time and being patient is hard so it's much so harder hard because let's admit it at the end of the day everyone would just wants to be loved and they just want to right yeah. right but if like for example if you're taking your time with something and not right, jumping right into things you're gonna have weeks months maybe even years let's hope not maybe even years of 
being unsure. You know what I mean? Living in the uncomfort of being unsure of how somebody else feels about you yeah. is fucking terrifying and anxiety ridding. Yeah. Anxi- Ridding, writing, ridding, whatever. Anyways. It's anxiety provoking to not know how someone else feels about you. Right. And if you're taking things slow and you're like not love bombing, you're not letting them love bomb you and you're taking things very, very slowly, you have to be so patient. And it takes a certain level of maturity and growth to not lose your shit during that time. And that's what I'm struggling with right now. No. Because I've never had to like be so patient with somebody before. Yeah. Um, I get that because I'm never the one that's like, let's take things slow. But I think I'm at the point where I want to take things slow with everyone in my life. mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a weird feeling. And like I it's just like it's a good feeling to have, though, that I'm even able to do this because a few years ago, I would never have been able to be doing what I'm doing right now. And that's when you know that you've grown. That's when you know you've grown and that you just have other things that you are focused on in your life. It's not just like that one person, I would say. Right. And like I said earlier, like this man that I like have feelings for now is like. Stop. I could cry because like Tim talking about having feelings. I know. It's crazy. It's been a minute. (laughs) I Um, Just the type of man that he is compared to the types of boys that I've liked in the past. It's just like he's so completely different because he's like he's artsy he's deep he's in tune with his emotions that's my kind he doesn't he's not he's not wealthy he doesn't have this big ego that (laughs) like like, is a bro no but he's not but no but you know what i mean like i don't know compared to the last person that i that i had feelings for horrible fucking person came from loads and loads and loads of money was super ignorant like just a terrible person. You gotta value people's like actual genuine morals these days right. more than anything. I think everyone's like, I want a rich man. I want all these things. Da, 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 right. da. And it's like, I know I just talked about broke men, whatever. Uh, but they're shitty. We're talking about the shitty ones. But I would a hundred percent take someone who has genuine, amazing values mm-hmm. and is not like wealthy or well off than right. somebody who's like well off and a fucking asshole. Right. And this man, he another thing that I can tell why. I've grown is that like this man is like very outwardly proud of being queer, gay, whatever. And okay. he is like, you can tell that he's not like constantly overridden by his, um, his, um, sexuality, his and homosexuality, his, um, homosexual homophobia, mm-hmm. internalized homophobia. Internalized, what the f- I can't I speak like, today. He's word? not like, he doesn't let his internalized homophobia rule his life, which the past boys that I've like completely did were so caught up in being like seen as masculine and not too feminine and like having good bodies and like yeah. blah, 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 like not dressing too feminine, not talking too feminine, not blah, 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 blah. And that's how I know that like I've evolved as a person as well, because like I'm not attracting those types of men anymore. Yeah. I'm attracting men who are comfortable with their with themselves and they don't um let their internalized homophobia or their trauma from being a queer person let get the best of them and they don't treat other people like shit because of their trauma which is the what the past few guys have done yeah. to me. And that's another thing why I like feel like I've like grown a lot and evolved a lot because I'm not attracting men like that any boys no. like that anymore. I'm attracting a man who is comfortable in himself, mm-hmm. a man who is um, proud of his feminine side and is in touch with his feminine side, is in touch with his emotions and he's not scared to like have deep conversations or, you right. know, that type of thing. How do you feel like, I feel like you've always been so true to yourself and who you are. And I feel like a lot of people could use some advice on how to like not have that internalized homophobia that like most men do have or even mm-hmm. women. or. Anything. I mean, we all have it. And Yeah. But like, how do you feel that you've become so comfortable in your skin with who you are. 
and your sexuality and everything. Like what? Fake it till you make it. Literally, like you say, like, oh, I feel like you've always been so like outwardly like you, whatever. Like yeah. I haven't. Like it may seem like I have, but like I lose myself. Like if we're going back to this boy again, the, the last I fucking lost myself to this boy because I was trying to make myself into something that I thought that he wanted. No, I and I wasn't saying true to myself. And like that's one thing that I feel like I have grown a lot in is that I'm not molding myself for other people's approval anymore. Yeah. I'm just like outwardly me now. And You're whether or not this trauma, babe. Right, like exactly. Whether or not you like that, other. that's not on me. That's on you. Um, I may be to something for somebody else. Right. But at the end of the day, that's not my problem. That's their problem. hundred percent. So I don't know, like that's one thing about like being queer, growing up queer, is that like everybody's gonna tell you that you should be or should not be something. You know what right. I mean? Like because of the patriarchy and because of toxic masculinity and because of white supremacy, like, oh my God, oh my I just gosh, hit I my funny broke. bone. Oh my God. Oh my God. Why do we, <laughs> you're passionate. Go on. <laughs> Sorry. All those things. But, yes. And that's something that's really, really hard to navigate. Like growing up as a queer person, like that's something that I have struggled very much with and I still struggle with, Yeah. but I feel like I'm like more aware of it now, which is easier for me to like get through it. For example, like, you know, like in, um, in society, if you're not, if you're a gay man, you have to be masculine. You have to be, um, you know, like the society's, I, so, so, society's ideal. idea of an ideal gay man is masculine, has a good body, white because of white supremacy. You know right. what I mean? Like there's a lot of shit that um, queer people, speaking for as a queer man, like feel the pressure to mold themselves into because of the um, stereotypes and the stigmas that uh, society has yeah, taught society. us. Because society teaches you that you have to be masculine, you have to be tough, you can't show emotions, you can't be feminine, right. you have to have a good body to be seen as a real man. And like so many queer men, queer people in general, but speaking as a queer man, like yeah. they feel like they have to uphold these made up fucking norms and these molds that society made up, that the patriarchy made up, whatever, thousands of years ago. And one thing that I feel like I have has helped me a lot um, feeling like I can be just like myself is that like these norms of telling you that you have to be masculine, telling you you have to have a six pack, telling you that you can't your voice can't be too high, that you can't dress too feminine, like blah, 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 blah. All of that shit's made up. Right. Who the fuck made that rule? No, made those rules. Who made those Tell rules? me, pull up the receipts. No, there are no receipts because exactly. they're made up. Patriarchy and white supremacy and toxic masculinity has taught everybody in this country, not just queer people, that you have to fit into the norms of, you know, being feminine or being masculine. You can't be both. You I know what I mean? Oh, I and so I am just like at the point where I'm like, I'm masculine and I'm feminine. You are. As a gay man, but also so is everybody. You know what I mean? No, 100%. Like, and I even think I see this a lot with straight men, too, and it is the most just like turn off and like probably it's genuinely like saddening that they're just so scared of their like true inner feminine, like feminine right. self that they have to act as like this masculine, but no, I'm not soft. No, I'm not those things. No, 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 no. It's like, that's not hot. Like, right. and who are you trying to impress the boys? Right. Like, I don't give a fuck. The pussy's going to dry up if you the say shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, right. But that's like, I think with when I've noticed in dating too, it's like, I, 
I don't know. I don't want somebody who's just like, oh, no, I'm like this tough macho, macho ooh, man. Ooh, ooh, no, I yeah. want a man who's in touch with his emotions and understands why he's feeling the way he's feeling. Right. So he can understand why I feel the way I feel. Right. And so he doesn't speak to you like he's a fucking 12-year-old boy. Exactly. Like, it's crazy because, like, in society, like, being emotional is seen as a feminine thing. You 100%. know what I mean? And so men— And it's also looked at so negatively all yeah, the time, no matter yeah, what. Right. But that's because it's seen as feminine, feminine. and being feminine, you know— is seen as is seen as bad in America because of the patriarchy, but the, yeah. fuck you patriarchy. But patriarchy. Um, what was I saying? Um, being seen. Oh yeah, like being in tune with your emotions is literally the health healthiest fucking thing that you, you could do. possibly I learn. You know what I mean? Because the more you suppress your shit, the further away you're gonna get from living in your truth living yeah. as your true authentic self because you don't give a fuck what right. other people think when you're in touch with what makes you feel good and when you're not living for other people and when you're not listening to the way that other people want you to be or the other way the way that people want you to live your life 100% then that's when you start coming into your own I fully agree with that and like embracing things people don't normally like embrace like I we all know I struggle with like a lot of mental illnesses and I feel like that's something that's not talked about or if it is talked right. about it's talked about like oh you poor little thing it's right like, no, oh my oh you're so it's like no mm -hmm. fuck you. I have anxiety. I have OCD. Uh, does it sometimes debilitate debilitate the shit out? Now you put your like can't. I know. Speak I'm on sorry. Me. I cannot Anyways, speak. Debilitate the shit out of me. Maybe some days it does. But am I still gonna sit here and like laugh and joke about it because it makes me feel good? Yeah, it makes me feel like a yeah, bit less coping with comedy. Exactly. That's what that's, I've always said. You you've always I've said always that. said that you cope with your fucking comedy. You cope with comedy. Like and turn your trauma, turn your pain into fucking comedic gold. Did you see my most recent reel where I was like I monetize the shit out of my yes. trauma? Yes. Yeah, I love that. that that's what you got to do. Yeah. No, but it's, I do. That's the boss ass bitch way to do it. Exactly. And that's the thing too. It's like being feminine and like femininity or whatever is looked at as such a negative thing is so beyond me because I think the strongest people I know are women. Yeah, and period. I think the strongest people I know too are in touch with their feminine side. Right. Like men who are in touch with their feminine side and understand their emotions mm -hmm. and why they're feeling that way. Those are the strongest people that I know. And those right. are the people that actually make an impact in this world. Like your favorite... I would say like actors, people in the arts, things like that are going to be in touch with like their feminine side. Right. They have to be. And even I would even argue maybe this is a stretch, but like athletes too, you have to be in touch with maybe not. I don't know about that one. <laughs> you know, do we think LeBron James is crying at night? Maybe not. <laughs> no, I've seen that. him cry during games. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But they're crying because they like lost but the basketball shot or crying. whatever. Crying. Sure. Whatever. I totally got off. We can agree to disagree that. there. Yeah. Um I mean, like LeBron James. <laughs> no. But yeah, like um. Yeah. Embrace your femininity. Embrace, your femininity. Embrace whatever the fuck you're dealing with. Whatever the fuck you're. Going but also, through. do what makes you feel good. You know yeah. what I mean? Like so many of us will live our lives being like, "Oh, that person thinks that I'm too this. That person thinks that I'm too that." Um, coming from a pair of shoes that will never walk the same path as you. Uh, you know exactly. what I mean? That's exactly like with the green flag situation where he's like, oh, you're too this, you're too that. I could have sat and I could have cried my eyes out for like a year and a half right. and been like, I need to change. I said, fuck you, pack your bags, get out. Right. I don't care. Right. I love this person. Right. This bitch has been through some shit. Right. She's gonna and have And she's gotten problem. to where you are today. Exactly. Like my success would have not happened if it wasn't for every little thing. Right. And every little trauma that happened to me. Like even ex cheating on me and that might, you know what, that might scare people away or like relationships mm -hmm. like that or but whatever. you grow so much from that you I learn so, so much, much from that yeah and like i love the woman that i am today so it's like uh -huh. if you're not gonna love every single fucking part of me and this trauma and like yeah 
and just my true self that I love so much, I don't fucking need you in my life. Right. And I don't want you in my life. Right. That's And when I, people yeah. throw lemons at you, you take those lemons and you turn them into lemon drop martini, honey. Exactly. Like, fuck the lemonade. We're fuck the lemonade. We're getting a lemon drop martini. And then but yeah, like you got to fucking... Goose. Like with Grey Goose. With Grey Goose. Right, of course, because we're monetizing off, off of our, our trauma. trauma. Say it with me. Monetizing. You can forget if you're not monetizing off of your trauma, but owning You it. can monetize it in a... Growth way, not even like a yeah, in an emotional way. I I think about that, like not letting it define you and not letting it take you back. And because I mean, you do meet the people who are like, "Well, I've been through this," and it's like, if I sat here and told you every single fucking thing I've been through, you'd be like, "How are you smart? Like, how are you alive? How are you alive? How are you doing all these things?" And it's like, because I'm not walking every day with my trauma. Right, I'm not walking every day like. Well, this thing happened to me and it's mm-hmm. And it's it is so easy to do that. It is. My mother does it. And it's yeah, so it's easy. so easy because like when you get overtaken by a, a an emotion a negative emotion that you do not want to feel, sometimes you feel like that's that's the end. You yes. know what I mean? You're like, I'm never gonna get out of this. And I do think it's important to there's moments where I've felt that way, where I felt that my trauma defined me. Like with my sexual assault, I definitely did feel that way where I was like, this defined me, but it only did for a short amount of time. Like you're in control of how long it defines you mm-hmm. for hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, that was weird. <laughs> I, I hate when we do that. We always do I that. hate when we do that. Okay. For the final part of the episode, get your interview questions ready. You're interviewing. The baddest bitch herself, oh, me. God. Okay. Any sort of topic that Anything. you want me to touch on? The juicy things. What do you think the people want to know? Um. What? What would you say? You know, like you have. Ever since the beginning of this year, you're li- living a completely different life than yeah. you've ever lived before, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of there's a lot of positives in that, but I think like a something that a lot of people don't talk about with being like a public figure and influencer like you an influencer <laughs> can i ask you the fucking yeah, question um see now i lost my train of thought because you with wanna... the negatives of being a public figure and influencer yes so like obviously there's a lot of positives you get free nights at hotels you get you know nice little gifts whatever but what would you say is like for you the worst part about it the hardest part the hardest part would be feeling, I don't even know how to phrase it. I get very caught up in my numbers and I get very mm-hmm. caught up in like the algorithm or if I'm doing enough. I think that's the biggest thing. I'm like, am I doing enough? I feel like I'm not doing enough. And in reality, I am doing enough. I'm putting out TikToks every single day. Mm-hmm. I have a, like a weekly podcast. I'm posting on Instagram all the time. Hi, girl. <laughs> and I'm now starting weekly YouTube videos. And it's and I still don't feel like I'm doing enough. Mm-hmm. And I still don't feel like I'm – I feel like I'm living such a dream and it's so amazing. And I just feel like I could be doing so much more. Mm-hmm. And I feel a lot of almost guilt in that sense. Like if I take – a day off and I don't post on TikTok, I, it honestly feels like the end of the world for mm-hmm. me. It yeah. does. I would say that's probably the most negative thing about it is just, and I know it's hundred percent me and I'm doing that to myself, but I think that's just, I have a very strong work ethic and that's exactly what got me to where I am right now. Mm-hmm. So that was probably one of the most negative things. Also, if I'm being a little superficial with it. I will say 
people putting me in a box before they get to meet me. Mm-hmm. I really hate that. I, or even people like from the past, like being like, I miss you. How are you uh, doing? What are we uh, doing? Like, can I, can you, how many times a day should I post on TikTok or things like that? Right. That drives me crazy. Yeah. I that's disgusting. That. Yeah. Like, with that. Um, can you, can you take a picture with my. Right. And I didn't even know. Or, like, you. Teach me how to TikTok. Like yeah. grow up. That it's easy. Teach yourself. That's like, come on. Um, what else? What else? I don't know. You're the interviewer. I told you to prep questions. Um, I had, I, I came up with some, but they weren't really fitting with what we've talked about. It so. doesn't have to. I know, but. Jay doesn't have a, like a. Yeah. As we can see, we've talked about like 8 million, million different random things. We literally went from like loving yourself to sugar daddies. Like it right. was really weird. And then I was like deep diving on my Candles. Yeah. yeah. Um, body shots. Anyways. Um, I just had one. Um, okay, so I'm gonna a little sappy here. Um, obviously, we've become we have become very close within the past year, ever since we moved to New York City. Like, we have become soulmates, best friends, sisters. Um, yeah, we're I have the same mother as you. I was just aborted, and I was reincarnated as me. Um, and I respect her for that because. It was her, it's her body, choice. Her, choice exactly. her body, her Thank fucking you. choice. Um, anyways, I digress. Oh God. Um, I digress. Yeah. I was going to say, you have like inspired me and motivated me so much within the past year, even before the fame hit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like let's not say. Let me not. Let me not like be like. Oh yeah. Ever since you got famous, like blah blah blah. Like right. no. We ever like we have like gone through a lot of this together you know what I mean you've been there every step of the way yeah and you have and like you have brought up this newfound like motivation inspiration um delusion in me that like I didn't have before and like I'm very appreciative towards you for that and obviously a lot of other things but like I feel like I have become more um inspired and more motivated over the past year because of you and so I guess like obviously like <laughs> don't I'm cry I'm sorry I'm literally getting emotional don't go cry. on go on um and so obviously I am blessed because like we spend every fucking waking day together yeah. but and so like it's easy for you to rub off on me but like for people who you are not close with like you are with me yeah how do you feel like what you put out to the public on the internet whatever how do you feel like you can create that for other people that don't have the pleasure of getting to know you being personally? so close to me I think yeah. it's just probably the raw vulnerability of it all which I think I haven't even tapped into yet of like the get your fucking wait oh my god I was about to Kim Kardashian you like get your fucking ass up and work but mm-hmm. in a genuine sense like, right that's where it's the difference it's like Kim Kardashian says that but I mean that in the most genuine way right I mean that in a way where it's like if nothing is impossible Mm -hmm. literally nothing is impossible and i i know i help like you guys a lot with like breakups self-confidence things like that but i want to go deeper right i feel like that's my biggest thing because you're so much more than breakups you know what i mean like yes they've gotten you to where you are partly but like there's so much more to you mental health all these other things that mean so much to me i think just moving forward i think i'll continue to do this and it honestly makes me sometimes 
nervous because I break I'm breaking a mold of like, yeah, I'm like I talk about whatever the fuck I want and all those things. But mm-hmm. like also the things I do talk about, there's not a price tag that you can give me to not say something. Right. And oh, that's trust me, honey. Trust I know. Me. And the brands get and I might not be a brand favorite. And I might not be on tripping with Tart because I'm a little too fucking honest and I'm a little bit too, but I'm never gonna sit here and think say things are normal and think things are normal when they're fucking not. Right. I'm always gonna speak up. I'm always gonna have an opinion in that sense. Right. So I think just like the raw vulnerability of it all and like that is what i'm getting more in touch with because i am raw and vulnerable but there's so many other topics i can talk about Mm -hmm. from like quite literally everything like death assault anything Mm -hmm. that i've experienced personally that is how and also i think the things that happen to me is when i learn the most Mm -hmm. so just sharing those moments with them yeah yeah and they have to follow me on instagram yeah i mean you're still like in the beginning stages as well like i am people are just starting to get to know you forget i've only been doing this six months right by people i mean my mother anyways um love you dina Okay, but that was the sweetest thing ever. And that's the end of the podcast. But you guys, thank you so much for listening. We really touched all topics today. We really did. And it was it was just a given to have you in the studio. I feel like you deserved your time here. Thank and you I for having it. me. I loved it. Besides, you did stutter a lot, but that's okay. Yeah, I always stutter. You, he's a stutterer. Yeah. He loves know. to stutter. I don't know. The brain cells are not brain selling. It's okay. We've had a long week. We have. I'm tired. The girls are tired. Being alive is exhausting. It is. And give yourself a break, you guys. Give me a break. Tim, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, at Timothy John Patrick. Not That's YouTube. The tag. I haven't started that yet. Um, I do have a YouTube, but I just like, yeah, I haven't started it yet. But I'll get there. As I said, my accountability partner is always pushing me even if it's a little bit um intense um not not the most gentle all the time but again i would not be where i am without her and without her accountability so like i'm very appreciative of that and yeah love you you guys can follow me she is livy everywhere leave the podcast five stars we're gonna post for a thumbnail